Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I have hit 400 hours on F1 Manager 22. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm Jay, and in the pre-ramble, we talked about how I gave Brian the most amazing Christmas present ever, but uh, this is evidently my year because Trevor <laughs> actually have a better claim of a, a better Christmas present, but... They just they just put out another update today. The game gets better and better and better. Like oh, all, nice. many many of the complaints that I had on the episode that we we reviewed it and I talked about it. Many many almost all I don't know where a bunch of those complaints are just gone. They have hmm. they have um, put out probably four updates since that episode, and the newest one that came the newest update that just came out today um, fixed some of the remaining kind of um niggling issues that it had i mean it's still got a lot of features that's missing but it's going to be i mean they've got a i believe they have a four or five year contract with the with the title so there's going to be the f1 manager 23 will have some of the features that maybe we're looking for but a bunch of the just bugs just the problems are all gone so not that that stopped me before so (laughs) (laughs) who who else is on this line josh uh wait did you already say you did i lose track of you yes. saying you yes yes oh man dang me uh i'm josh and i only have 40 hours in phil eklund's bios earth trilogy series i've played all the games now i'm ready for a phil eklund game day trevor i'm ready just tell me when i know you, but we're playing john company first that's fine i'm ready for that too I am I am excited and also oh. darkly amused that we will be starting a game at 7 a.m. <laughs> like, that feels like old man kind of territory to me. Uh, well, the other person on the, the line, one Tony Riccio, uh, is not an old person, but he is very much a morning person and, and would feel right at home at a 7 a.m. game oh, time. Yeah, absolutely. How, well, how are you doing, not, Tony? Not an old person. How many of us have had hip surgery? <laughs> Just <laughs> raising my hand as a yeah. Is that I can a tell when it's about the rain. <laughs> uh, oh, great to be here, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so, Tony, can you do a little bit of a introduction? So, uh, longtime listener, uh, <laughs> time on the podcast, the like, huge crush on all of the Chan Attack hosts, including former hosts. <laughs> Fully Scott, reciprocated, for the record. It's fully reciprocated. <laughs> yes. are, are you counting the two times, including the time you came on and, and I interviewed you with Scott? I am. Oh, well, I don't know if that counts. But that, honestly... Oh, let, that let that me, doesn't count, Tony. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me validate what I said. 
I, I don't think it counts because it wasn't necessarily chain attack, but I will say that it was probably the best set of uh, podcasting I've ever done in my entire podcasting career. And, and it, it hurts me that there's so few people who've actually heard that episode because <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. It was a fundraiser, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They got to hear the story of, of yeah. oh, Scott. Potentially Scott and Tony going to, yeah. going to places of ill repute. Oh my God. Yeah. That was colorful. More people should have heard that story. <laughs> it's fantastic. I seriously, I, I, I go back and listen to it every once in a while and it just, Oh my God. Laughing. It is so funny. So, um, my, my background, uh, I'm a big analytics nerd. Like I was an engineer at school and that, and that's, I do a lot of that stuff professionally. Uh, I like board games and specifically card games. I'm really into that. Uh, and I've been it's weird that you and Trevor get along so well then since we know she hates Paul, card games. Polar opposite yeah. of me. And, <laughs> and, I'm, and I met most of these guys not on Jay's worldwide travels, but uh, in <laughs> in war games. Uh, and, uh, and to be fair, that was part of my worldwide travels. It was. I guess that was kind of, yeah, that's a half truth. Sorry for being a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but I met most of these guys uh, playing miniature games, but my, my heart is predominantly in CCGs, and that's like Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone and Gwent and Eternal and all those. So, um, so I had a very provocative opinion on marvel snap after my start with it i think that's somehow i got on this podcast (laughs) all right so before we uh before we dive into the main topic um i guess news and announcements with discount games inc um most of the battle forces from games workshop for the holidays are already sold out but um go check out those listings and get them while you can um, there's some cool new releases for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, we've got the Blob and Pyro have released and the Weapon X program with uh, new versions of Sabretooth and uh, Wolverine are available as well. Um, but it's, it's the holiday season. As, for, as, as, as Trevor knows, gift cards are the, are the best present that you can get anyone. Uh, and I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and we do sell gift cards at Discount Games Inc. I know that it's sometimes a little bit difficult trying to explain uh, exactly which Signar Warjack or uh, you know Death Guard model you're you're wanting. So just ask for a gift card and you can have happiness at Christmas time. So. A few weeks ago, about a month ago, something like that, we did an episode on um, on Marvel Snap, and I'm I'm in a Discord with with one Tony Riccio where he uh, we're in there with a bunch of friends, and we he had before the episode he had given some opinions on um, about Marvel Snap. And and I I just openly flamed it right like no it would actually it wasn't that bad honestly but it um and 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 really I don't think I even asked your permission to do this but I it was implied consent Jay it was okay okay I wrote it in an, into an electronic format <laughs> okay okay I I took what you had had said and uh, repeated it as someone as as an authoritative voice someone who loves ccgs um and 
at that point I hadn't played a ton of, of the game and Trevor's response was, well, Tony's just wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was said ever so gently, just like that. Too. Just like uh, I always do. Ca- catching up the listeners on the story so far, like the TV yes. continued moment. Um, so Tony, you were like, well, I'm going to play a little bit more of this game so that I can speak authoritatively on why it's bad. And then you fell in love with it. Is, is I this? Lo- I fell in love so hard. <laughs> okay, so like, I assume that Tony has collection levels that I can't even conceive of at this point. What is your collection level, Tony? I, I we're being recorded, you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, like and we're asking a woman your her wife age, won't listen. Don't ask a man what's your collection level. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm I'm in the 2000 range. Holy smokes! So I've been playing a lot. You did did hit in the the season. Um, Is it at level 100 you hit infinite? Is that right? Yeah. So you you did hit that in this previous season. Like seven days, I think. Ten days. As one does when you are a collectible card game savant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, savant. Or addict. Um, Either way. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm a big... um, I'm a big believer that like video games, card games, board games, um, the challenge I put most of them is they should feel a little bit like drugs. Like you should want them more. You should think about them when you wake up the next day. Like there should be like a little draw to them. And games that I've like played and like, yeah, no, I like I'm trying to make them be fun. What Like Artifact was a big one that failed. The doesn't feel like drugs mm. test. Oh, dang it. Yeah, that. Hold on, and, that hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah, I was so <laughs> ready for that one. So I'll have to go back to your artifact episode and eat Chrome. I actually I think that was like <laughs> Jay and I Christmas gifted each other artifact stuff back in the day. Oh, and I tried so hard. So when I went through the tutorial, that was that was kind of like the biting phrase that Jay repeated. Uh, it's like this doesn't this failed the feels like drug test. This this feels like drinking Lacroix. Like I'm supposed to like it, but I don't. Like, this, this is for adults that are not me. Like this is uh, this is not drugs. This is Lacroix. And uh, and Tre- Trevor, what intrigued me was you're you kind of baited the hook. You were like, well, Tony, it doesn't sound like Tony's tried enough of the game yet. And at his level, <laughs> I think he's right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you are. He gets deeper into the game. Yeah, I mean the things you, the things you said were true for the uh, very early part of the game. Like it, it just it um it does a really good job, and I, I'm actually going to complain about one thing that it doesn't do well. It does a really good job of sort of introducing you slowly. My complaint, and maybe um, Jay probably has this complaint as well, is I think it it does it just a little too slowly. Yeah. Uh, when you say just, you mean like. And I mean, I, I get that they're probably trying to appeal to a broad market. And so that's, they are. I, I understand, but um, it's, it started off way too slow for me. Like it felt like I spent hours and hours of, okay, I'm going to try to have my deck be full of creatures or heroes cards that are good for their uh, place on the uh, resource curve. Um, and that's basically as deep as the game is. And that's, get, yeah, that's how it is at the start. One mid-range deck you play on curve. Yeah. 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 And I mean, honestly, so I am now, um, I, I, I realize that we're not supposed to, I guess, talk about this on airs is, is what I've just been told is the 
um, polite thing, but I think my <laughs> uh, card level is like 280, something like that. So I'm I'm just a little bit into the second card pool. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, I'm deeply shamed. I'm pretty sure I've been playing more than Jay, and I'm still not that high. I gotta <laughs> check. I'm at okay. I'm at 311. Um, and I, I honestly, I would probably say that I'm still a little bit in the category of your first yeah. opinion, Tony. Yeah. Um, it's like it's fine. I, it's I'm currently in a state of I wish that I loved this game more because I would like to. <laughs> I would like to have a, a fun game to play uh, while like a crappy TV show is on or whatever. Oh, good. I feel a little better. I'm ahead of Jay. I'm at 556. See, there you go, Josh. Good job. Yeah, go me. So, and I think I'm getting into weird cards now, too. So, Tony, what would you say set the hook? What is it that uh, changed your mind? So, I 100% wanting to impress trevor christensen that was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i wanted to do <laughs> so i gave myself like a night or two more i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna play this game try a really thorough volume so i can speak to it and have an opinion one way like i want to be a, a, a open-minded i was going for that and so then kind of going through the next two pools so pool two is from 222 up to 468, 486, something like in that neighborhood. And that's there, yeah. that's where the game pool two is a bunch of really functional cards. And so 60 to 70% of the end meta decks are staples you all get through pool two. And pool two establishes the other deck archetypes you're going to see a lot of. And so you get more um, tempo, combo, flexible, like control decks and some proactive strategies like zoo's really popular there um but you can fully take just pool two decks all the way to infinite very easily um this is also where i think they unlock more i don't know if that's the case but it felt that way more locations start to be uh relevant or maybe they're just a bigger part of the gameplay as you start hitting pool two opponents um the biggest realization that hit me within like the second or third day was that the game wasn't really about the cards. So a lot of people talk about um, poker as a card game, but you don't actually, you don't play cards in poker. They're private information. There's public information on the table. What you play are chips. Poker is predominantly about chip play. Um, It wasn't until the second or third day that I was like, this game isn't actually about the cards. It's way more about betting. It's about snapping. And that's where it started to kind of um, grab my attention. And then I just played a violent amount more and had a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So so the the betting system, the snapping, you can mm-hmm. you could climb very effectively and have a losing record with your deck. Sure, yes. yeah, yeah. And it's about reading your oh, opponent's because hand. Because you're losing at the right time. Because you lose you at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Retreating while the so I mean I guess let's for our listeners who who may not be as familiar with Marvel Snap or with the snapping system, um, can you give I guess a sure. explanation of what it is and and why it's so important? So every game um, you're playing over they call them cubes. Right? There's probably Marvel lore to it. Um, each of you put one into a pot, so that's kind of like your ante into the game. The winner is going to get back their own cube that they bet in, 
and then yours if they win. If you lose, uh, you lose the one cube you put into the pot. At any time, each of you gets to bet once. That bet um, increases the stakes of the game. So by the last round, uh, the odds will double. So you'll have to put in a second cube to see the sixth turn of the game. Winner, winner will be up two then on a bet of uh, They'll get four cubes on a bet of two. But if both of you bet in, the stakes really increase. And suddenly both of you have put in four cubes and the winner's going to take eight. The You're also allowed to retreat out. And so in games where you've played all six, you're on the end of the sixth turn. If neither of you betted at that moment, the stakes are very, very low. And this is kind of a nice thing where if you're high on the ladder and you want to experiment with a deck, just make sure that you're not betting a lot and increasing the stakes on something you're not great with piloting and you know you're going to have poor odds or a poor return on it. The But if you know the meta really well and you've got, you're missing a couple of key cards for a deck, it's not a problem because you'll make huge bets on all of the shots that you think you're going to win. Then you'll back out where you see that you're going to get taken. And so you'll still have a very positive cube win rate. Did I articulate that okay? Yeah, I think so. And you made me realize what a terrible player I am. I, why, <laughs> that was not my intention, why, why is that, Josh? Because <laughs> uh, I just don't think I pay good enough attention to the betting. I'm I'm basically like a skilled player's dream. Because I'm like, I just hit the snap button. ASAP. Why not? Ah. So I'm, I'm not skilled by any means. Um, but I do find that there are certain people who are just like you, Josh, who... Um, they are snapping when I don't feel like they should, and basically I'm just taking their cubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a resource for other players to mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that gets less and less as you get past my skill level, but there's certainly quite a few people I'm just like, I'm just staring at the screen going, are you serious? You know, like I'm I'm winning all three locations, and I pretty much know what they have in hand and know that there's no possible way in hell they could win. And they're snapping. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take your cubes, I guess. <laughs> so early on, I felt that I was playing like somebody's kid that had their iPad. I was like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, an, this is a bot or a child. I'm not playing a human. This is, I'm still convinced that that's true for the early um, collection levels, I swear. So yeah, got Pat, and that's into pool two. And then pool three, I think Josh may have some stuff you're seeing now. Um, the, Builds are fully refined. Um, you start seeing um, different choke points in the game, like the hand size, you can have a maximum of seven cards. So mill strategies are kind of interesting. Um, having to worry about the board size, you can only play four cards per location and the density of points. Um, and then I think they, I got to have it. what makes me, I think, long-term very excited for the game is the thoughtfulness in the mechanics in the game. Things that they're using to induce meta churn or to very subtly balance the meta overall are fantastic. So I think that game has, I hope it has good longevity. I'm really enjoying You're it. You're feeling legs on it. I'm feeling legs on it. They're yeah, just doing yeah. smart things, yeah. So I guess I'd be interested in, as, as our resident uh, CCG expert, um, I'd be Trevor. curious. Trevor, yeah, <laughs> 100% Trevor. Uh, the guy who was in, right here. <laughs> the guy. So, so, 
the running joke, uh, Tony, is that uh, Trevor says that he hates card games, but they're far and away the games that he plays the most of. <laughs> I do hate card games. <laughs> I, I can go back and pull the recording, Trevor, but <laughs> that is what you said. I hate card games. Yes. I still, I'm still saying I hate card games. Okay. Okay. There's, there's uh, no and, I hate card games. Okay. And is is it also still true that you you play a a very large quantity of card games? <laughs> Ascension is calling right now. Do you mean F1 Manager? <laughs> no, that wasn't what I meant. <laughs> I mean, stick a potato in your pocket, wrap yourself in tin foil, and go die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, so Tony, I, I guess I'm curious on your views of your evolution of different card games you've played um, and where you think this game kind of fits within the the evolution of CCGs. Where do I think it fits in the evolution of CCGs? Like uh, like longevity or intelligence? Um, I guess I would say, sorry, this, it wasn't a very clear question, but... If, if like I, I remember playing Magic, yeah, all these years ago when it first released, and then you know Hearthstone came out and it fixed some of the things that were aggravating to me with with Magic, with the way that they uh, dealt with mana and <laughs> with classes, etc. And um, you know it feels like this game continues to have evolutions within the. Mm-hmm. Um, collectible card game genre um and so i guess i I, you you know way more about card games than i do what would what would you say are the the notable uh landmarks within the history of of collectible card games so and where do you think this one fits in that so i think i i do i do think it takes a lot from predecessors and is at it trying something different Mm -hmm. um one of the things most notably with magic was the you've got 60 cards and there's mana in there and boy oh boy you hope you draw enough mm-hmm. some of, some of the variance in the game as you sat down was did you draw mana that was just it and it's everybody's been flooded and everybody's hit drought and that led to a lot of non-games so an important feature that hearthstone brought to it that past magic was um it just there's a programmatic mana curve so it bought you something. Okay, player agency exists in every game. I'm getting rid of the non-games. But they had to create more variance in the game because they were removing some. And one of their solves for it were the, you know, the cards that are going to generate things. And that did add variance. And people had to react to the variance, which takes skill. But it also was variance without agency, which doesn't feel great, especially if it takes a long time to resolve. People don't mind flipping a coin and seeing if it comes up heads, tails. Flipping a coin takes a couple of seconds. If you told me the outcome of a coin flip takes 15 minutes to watch, I'm not <laughs> watching. So, so kind of um, one of the things that um, large CCGs suffer from a lot is actually metas sol- become solved very quickly. And one of the things that I love that's happening with Marvel Snap is the location system and how they're actually using it to induce churn in the meta a lot. Hey, this location's going to come up more. So for the listeners, there's three lo- three locations that you play uh, the cards on, 
and each of the locations has a different effect. And some of those effects favor or disfavor decks in the meta materially. And so as the locations change, oh, there's a favorite location for the next two days. The meta will totally warp for two days. And then it'll go back or it'll adapt a little bit. I think that's really smart. It's a good way to induce churn in the meta without having to change the cards a ton. Um, another cool thing they're doing is they're drip feeding cards in. That's another way to induce meta churn that gets around this like big solving issue. They also have this, um, there's just a ton of things that create uh, randomness that players can react to, and it resolves very quickly. Again, like games are six turns and five minutes. There's a lot of you can make intelligent choices and react to them or not, and then rinse and repeat. It's okay because it resolves, and the whole thing resolves in five minutes. It's fine. Um, that allows them to, sorry. I was just going to say one of the things that always irritated me about Hearthstone was that it felt like the meta, after a new set came out, the meta sort of, even bef before the set released, they'd already come up with decks for that series. And and the, the meta did shift a little bit throughout the, the set, but it felt like it didn't shift a lot. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't feel mm -hmm. like Hearthstone's meta ever shifts a ton, like... It felt like it was already set by the time the, the by the time you had the cards in hand, you know, quote unquote cards in hand, the meadow had already been set by those who were far more skilled than I was. So one some of my favorite periods in Hearthstone were the early adventures that came out one week at a time. Mm -hmm. And so you got little blocks of build around cards. And I remember getting like it's like Agro Shaman before Reno Jackson came out. Like that was it was like Thanksgiving weekend, whatever that year that was. It was crazy fun. And then the meta totally, there was just aggro everywhere because it was there was nothing to rein it in. And then Reno Jackson, which was like a huge healing piece, came in the week after it and totally shifted the meta back. That was fun. Um, the locations actually are, are also, and I'm wondering if they'll use them this way. It's a really nice way to subtly balance the meta if something's out of control without touching the cards too much so you could have you could affect the um how often certain locations appear that favor certain decks and that would put more pressure on one of the decks that was winning too much or let one of its counters come back into favor but to, to answer your original question jay um there's a lot of good foundational design pieces put into the game that i think give it opportunity for a good lifetime so then it depends how they monetize it and curate the game so one of the things that, uh, and the first review that we talked a fair bit about was the um, the game length of the game, and and you referenced it, you know, just now as well. It, it is of a, a very fast game. It has a a set time limit. It's played over six turns. Um, on on the one hand, I'm I'm curious of your guys's reactions to this, but on the one hand, there's there's part of me that's like uh, the old man who shakes fist at clouds, who is like, you know, these kids with their ticky talkies and, you know, they have no attention span. Um, but on the other hand, it is it is fun to um, play a, a game that, you know, is going to be a very uh, quick, bite sized, hopefully rewarding experience. Um, has it been your guys's experience or what's your opinion on um, do you feel like you get the strategic depth that you're liking when you, you're playing a game on something that's this bite-sized? I mean, I mean, how many 
decision windows are there in Texas Hold'em? There, there's meaning. There's meaning. There's. It feels like there's good meaningful decisions. It does feel attractive, even mm-hmm. though it's short. What is what's been, uh, Josh? You you're you're someone who uh, has has played some. Um, I don't think that of lately. And and granted, I, I understand you uh, have been busy ascending to your throne. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think of late. I mean, you could definitely get in a few games of Snap between boats for sure. Yeah. See, there you go. Um, but you you haven't played as much lately. What's what's been What's been your uh, thoughts on it, or, or why haven't you played as much of late? Um, I think part of why I haven't played as much of late... Well, okay, number one, I, Hearthstone still has my heart for some dumb reason. Oh, no. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome, buddy. Yeah, I think it is, <laughs> right? Like, I, I do love going back there occasionally. Uh, but also part of it was that uh, it's basically FOMO, but the reverse effect, like, you know, I have FOMO because I see all of my, uh, f- you know, nerdy friends talking about, you know, their collection level 2000 or whatever. And they're like, look at these amazing decks with this combo of this. And I'm like, well, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what that card is. I, I didn't even know that thing could exist. And so, and I haven't like, I haven't gotten cards that have made me feel like, oh, I should make a new deck now or whatever. Right. And so some of the luster has worn off a little bit for me, I think. Now, hearing Tony talk about it, am I going to go boot it up again as soon as the podcast is over? <laughs> clearly, clearly at this point. But, <laughs> but I think that's what's happened with me, honestly. Hmm. I So I'm not that far ahead of you, Josh. I, I'm at collection level 660. Um, well, maybe I need to. Here's, I mean, look, I, I am a, a harlot for net decking. Like, and you shouldn't even need to net deck and snap. What, no, definitely. Right? Your decks your decks are, what, 11 cards? 12. 12, 12 yeah. cards, right? Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking I had America Chavez in every deck, which means it's really only an 11-card deck. <laughs> uh, you should. She's a great card. But I'm, st- I'm just so lazy that I still am like, mm, I want somebody to just send me a deck. I'll, I'll so send can do that right after the podcast. Maybe I need to, yeah, yeah okay, okay, there you go. Done. Then I'll have some snap aspiration, you know. Like, <laughs> I will thank Tony for this. He sent me to Marvel Snap Zone, and you should go there too. Oh, yeah, that, that'll that'll definitely ruin my productivity tomorrow. Uh, so this is Jay, my, another another huge compliment to the game. Um, net decking isn't a great strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, being, oh, because the meta is churning so much. Is that well, why? If um, predictability, of the opponent being able to be read very easily is a huge disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, so the part of the issue that I'm currently dealing with is, you know, I'm a little bit into pool too. I'm my, my decks are not as yeah. mind numbingly boring as they were <laughs> in when I first started playing the game. But, you know, like basically I have a discard deck. I have an on revealed deck. I have, you know, an ongoing effect deck. Um, but I still feel like, I don't have like very, meaningful counterplay. I, there's like, I don't, if I were like, you know what, I'm going to go, uh, build a, a cool new deck. Um, like I'm already playing most of my good cards in those three decks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I probably just need to continue buckling down and 
uh, I mean, honestly, I probably should. I, so I, I did, um, on the last season, I, I did the $10 league pass, which, um, I don't know some black Panther action. Yeah. Yeah. It was Wakanda season. I, I don't regret it at all. I, you know, certainly got $10 worth of enjoyment out of it. Um, and I think it did likely help speed up my progression a little bit. Um, and I, I haven't done that yet with uh, the new season that just barely began. Um, but it's, it's probably what I need to do is, is, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. So try to power not, through some of that. <laughs> not, not to advertise for the game more than I already am. <laughs> uh, so, so this month you get silver surfer. And he has an effect where on reveal, give all your plus your three cost cards additional points. I forget if it's like two or four. I think it's four. Four. Yeah. So it's like a it's a big effect. Maybe yeah. it's three. Three cost cards, three. That'd be easy to remember. Um, either way, it's a big effect. But it's also a big. It's a like I said, it's a build around card that they purposely put in the release. So it's a very exciting, like, well, what are all my three cost cards? And I'm going to, like, see if I can make those. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but Is there stuff that synergizes well with the Oh, there's a, there's a ton. Yeah. And it's he looks like a bunch of the old meta decks. So I've been as I was climbing today, I was just like, oh, that was a silver surfer deck. Weird. Well, I lost. <laughs> and this gets into your ability to read your opponent. So uh-huh. if somebody's net decking, you really know if it's coming or not. Oh. So you definitely know if you're going to win and you bet a lot or when you're lo- when you lose and you back off. Um, the moments where I lose a lot of cubes are some weird final drop or combo or something that I don't see coming. Sure. Yeah. And this is where um, there's enough variance in the game that homebrew decks can still be really viable, uh, especially with the snapping system in place that if they can. They don't have to have a positive win rate to still climb well, especially if you're really catching people off guard and gobbling up a lot of cubes when you win. And that's fun. It's fun to like not have to net deck to like yeah, yeah, also yeah. be able to do it, you know, create a homebrew or put in a weird tech choice and have it work. That's fun. So I think there's just a, a lot for different card gamers. So uh, we've we've had a fair number of of listeners who've started playing the game or have were playing it before we did the episode. Um but what would be your recommend or advice for uh, players that are that are looking to get on your level? Oh, God. <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> my, uh, and my level is having a lot of fun. That's the that's oh. what we're going. <laughs> I think, yeah, so um, fun with the game. Uh, I think it's good to come in with healthy expectations. So, um free free to play is is doable with the game it's harder because other people will have more pieces but if you are if you invest enough time to get into pool two and you play really tight you'll be fine in the game i think a very reasonable spend rate is probably the 20 bucks ish a month like the monthly pass and a little bit um i think that plus playing gets you anything you'll need compared to anybody else like you won't have all the cards. I don't think anybody will have all the cards, um, but you'll have enough to have fully refined X. I like fully second expect month. there's going to be some wells out there that have just been. It's it's aggressive. It's a lot. It's a pretty big curve they've set up to get the level. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably someone. <laughs> um, it won't be me, which 
says something. <laughs> the, um, and then, yeah, I think there's just, um, it's not foc- uh, taking in all of the elements that it's actually not just about the cards. The game's predominantly about the betting mechanic. And although there's a lot of variance, the games also iterate a lot very quickly, which lets you learn as a player and iterate and improve, which is, so I think, um, and just have fun. It's a game. If you don't like it, uh, play F1 thingy that Trevor's doing or <laughs> get your kids off the Xbox and play the other one or whatever. <laughs> I feel like I was just coached by Roy Kent. <laughs> There wasn't He's a here. single swear word in there. He's there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was coached in the pre-ramble. So, Trevor, what's what would you say is, is your current feelings on the game? Um, so I don't play it as heavily as Tony does, obviously, but I, I make sure to log in once a day and play all of my missions um, just so that I'm not leaving anything on the table. Um, I... Honestly, my biggest goal right now, and maybe this is how they're getting me, is I have a deck I desperately want to play, but I'm missing uh, one card from pool three. So I'm basically like just mm. pushing to get to try what's to find your, that one card. What's your chase card? Um, I probably shouldn't tell because like it is more of a this I, is a Josh Josh Wheeler style deck. Like, oh, I think it's tell me back. more. Oh, I don't think it's actually any good. The chaos is in it, baby. <laughs> so. Um, the card is... Um, is it Agatha? Please uh, tell no, me it's Agatha. No. Okay. It's de- Say it again. Debris. 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 Oh, my God. Hey, I have debris. So I debris, and two eyes. So the debris... And I, sorry, I don't have the card, so I can't look it up. But you play debris. She puts um, rocks on your side of the board and rocks on your opponent's side of the board. Uh, and this is a like a kazoo deck, so you're you're trying to increase their power, and basically you increase the power of your rocks while your opponent's rocks just take up spots on their choke side. up space. You yeah. deserve coal for Christmas for liking that card. That's horrible. <laughs> I, lo- I, I I'm like that smiling card. ear to ear and hating you on the inside. <laughs> like it's a real coaster of emotions. I, yeah, I had somebody play it on me, and I was like, they started playing these, you know, these one cost cards, and I'm, oh, this game's gonna be easy. And then all of a sudden, he started buffing them, and then he threw out rocks on my side of the board, and I'm like, well, there goes my, you know, opportunity to win because I can't. Like he's already he's filling my side of the. Yeah, board. he's used my space. Yeah, I'm like, this yeah. is BS. Um, I was very, <laughs> very un, unhappy about this that. This is so BS. I, I wanted. Yeah. That does make me so comments. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, that's not a great deck. <laughs> I, I know it's not. It'll I, be fu- it'll not. be super fun now. I just want to <laughs> know if there's a good Morbius deck because... That can, Morbius can... Was, was my first pool two card that I got. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, is this like... The worst ill omen that I, I <laughs> for, uh, like the most awful movie of of recent history. <laughs> I think the problem with Morbius, and I don't know because my collection is not high enough, but I feel like there's not enough discard cards available at the lower pools to make it Dis- actually work. I think discard struggles even into pool three. Like I haven't really played it a ton yet. I actually oh, got Hell I got Hellcow today. I do have debris, Trevor. You should send me your stupid deck idea. Yes. <laughs> Josh is all the way in now. Daddy wants. Hold well, on, I've got to go. I've got to go buy the Silver Surfer Premium Month or whatever. <laughs> I'm going Premium yes. Plus, boys. Do it. 
So And I'm naming this deck Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what would what would you say have been the decks or, or archetypes that you've enjoyed the most so far, Tony? Um through pool two I pl- I played kazoo. Like I had a very partial sure. which is um it's just I think it is very straightforward to pilot. And at first I felt like ashamed of that, but then I realized I was a new player and there was so much randomness with the mm-hmm. other people and the locations that just not worrying about my play and focusing on theirs was enough to take on. <laughs> um, so I, I played that a long time, probably up until about level 70. And then I started playing um, a dino, the dino control deck. So Moon uh, Girl, right? Moon Girl, yeah. So you, you, you'll try to make your hand end the game with seven cards in your hand is a full hand size and that that makes there's the i forget the name of the dinosaur uh but he's uh seven times 17 uh 15 power and sometimes you can get two of them which is really cool so that's just like a lot devil dinosaur yeah so you can put a lot of power on the board pretty quickly so i'd never seen the devil dinosaur deck before and I, I built basically a, the equivalent of a card advantage deck where I was drawing as much as I could and built mm-hmm. the deck of the Devil Dinosaur deck before I'd ever seen it played and then started playing it and was winning a bunch. Um, and uh, and maybe it's just because of the pool I was in, but then all of a sudden I started seeing it everywhere. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of it. I just I never saw it for probably three or four days. Um, yeah, and, then all really of a sudden it, and then all of a sudden it popped up everywhere. And then... um. And then I got a few pieces that like really amped up those decks and I just kept. So um, that kind of transitions into a Sarah deck. If you get her, Sarah discounts the cards in your hand by one. So she lets you ha- have a little more burst at the, at your end game. Um, and then zoo becomes zooey or like the, <laughs> it's, I don't know how to. The zooanine electric. Zoo-a-loo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the adjective for that with zooey or Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's they're all fun. I like I like all of the I I still don't have pieces for a lot of the big end meta decks. I ironically, um, but I've been happy with the decks I've been able to play and having fun. What, and I what, play like bad partial versions too. Like you don't what, need. What everything. pool are you in at two thousand or whatever? I'm still through. Like probably I don't know halfway, two thirds of the way through three. Have they? Are have they? Are there five pools? Is that right? Yeah. And four and five, I think, are like, I don't know what they, they're just, madness. they're hard to get. They're madness. That sounds ridiculous to me that, that I'm at 660 and you're at 2000 and we're still in the same pool. That that boggles my mind. But I've got a lot of uh, avatars and titles. <laughs> <laughs> the the meaningful have, cards have, you get don't change a ton past pool two. That's like 70% time. of your decks. Well, um, are there... Any final thoughts on on the game before we wrap things up? Just doubting Trevor in any board or card <laughs> game, <laughs> especially card games. Well, yes. it will find you a guest slot on the show. <laughs> also comes with a lot of shame. <laughs> in fairness, I was kind of excited for you to do a couple day deep dive into the game and then come onto the show. And tell Trevor all the reasons you're wrong, but but this has been uh, fun. For you. I know, Trevor. I, I have to be, <laughs> I have to be honest first and foremost. <laughs> it's a delightful game. I'm having a guess. Well, let me just. So I think that even if this game had failed, or if it does go on to fail, 
eventually or what, whatever its future is. I just want to say that there's a couple of things about it that I hope I see more in future games and not just card games, but board games in general. One of the things that it does simultaneous play, quick resolution, those sorts of things become are, are really they've done it such so well that I hope that it becomes sort of the standard that the 20 minute game of Hearthstone goes bye bye. I There's nothing more than having that opponent rope every round. Uh, in in Hearthstone, that makes me want to just pull my hair out. <laughs> so you know they've done a really good job of of kind of reducing and removing that sort of thing, and I think that that sort of design philosophy can be taken to other things as well, not just not just collectible card games on mobile devices. All right, well, Tony, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the podcast with us. You're amazing thank you very much you guys are amazing thanks for having me fellas anytime the uh invitation is always open um (laughs) and just remember if you need good christmas gift ideas get behind the paywall because jay is giving out the good ideas (laughs) behind the paywall (laughs) it's true it's true all right well let us know what you guys uh have been thinking of snap and stay tuned until next week